Hey y'all, I'm Kiara Sheree. And I'm Raya. And welcome to Yes Black Girl. Woo! So Yes Black Girl is a digital space and interview series created for Black women by Black women, obviously. Um, stay with us for a while and we hope to leave you feeling inspired. Yes. So it's been a minute since we have been in front of this camera. Um, and it's good to be back. And I'm glad it's been that, a hot you know, minute. Okay, we needed a break. We I've been going through it. A break. Okay, life has been like I've been telling everybody, life has been lifing, you know, and it's I don't know. We went through retrograde, went through some other things, and girl, I, I'm definitely barely holding on by a thread. But we bite, we bite, we bite. and um, yeah, I'm really excited about our guest today. So let's go ahead and hop into it. So today's guest is a lifestyle enthusiast with over 10 years as a fashion industry professional. She is also the founder of natural skincare brand, Body Honor Skincare. And I've known this woman for years. She's always been one of the flyest women that I know, hands down. And like a Beyonce and the Carrie Bradshaws of the world, she wears her heels as her sneakers. She's always stepping to her own feet. So let's give a warm welcome to Camme Gray. <laughs> oh, hello, hello. I love that intro. Yay. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm like, what can I say about KMA? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Hello, ladies. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yes. Yeah, good to have so you here. Joining us today. Thank you. Excited. Yes. All right. So, we are going to get into this or that. All right. Listen, before we even get into it, like my roommate, the wonderful Warren's Ma, okay, made that jingle. And ever since he made it, it's been stuck in my head because it's just <laughs> a little bop. Yes. So I said to use it for today. But all right, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Ray, you said you want to start? Yes, I can. All right. So the first one, uh, pumps or stilettos in the club? Stilettos. Oh, yeah, okay. yes. okay. <laughs> it's just to be late with the uh, <laughs> with the <image. laughs> all right. The next one, Kanye or Pharrell, in the Pharrell. fashion wise or producing. Okay, uh, yeah, I gotta go with Skateboard P. Yes, yes, I'm here for that. I'm here for that answer, right. Uh, Foxy Brown or Lil' Kim? Oh, come on. Fox all day. Uh. <laughs> if you see my IG stories, I'm always posting pics of Fox. Yes. 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 All right. And Ramadan, Y2K fashion or 70s fashion? 70s. 70s, mm. 70s. You see it all from the back. Why? why? Yes. Um, yes. It's the blueprint. It's the blueprint. I okay. think that's one of the eras where we were the most... Um, creative, mm -hmm. uh, the most definitive, and uh, some pieces was just hitting. The fabrics really? were lush, so yeah, 70s for sure. Okay. Yeah, 2000s yeah. had some bad moments. So. Yeah, just a, yeah, just a few. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the next one. Um, styling or modeling? Styling. Ooh. Behind the scenes, I feel like, you know, bringing it together, um, it's so much joy. I've done both, uh, but I'm, I really do like to create and put the thing, the vision together. So yeah, styling for me. Yes, all of those answers were hitting. Um, all right, so we're gonna go ahead and get into our, uh, our actual interview. All right. So I'll start it off. So I've always wanted to know what your earliest influences were in fashion and what made you want to become a stylist. Uh, my earliest influences were definitely my my family, my mom, my grandma, uh, my aunts, everyone that I've always been around were just like sharp and fly. And uh, how I got into styling was uh, during the time I worked for Michael Kors, uh, fresh out of undergrad. And um, 
at that time, that was like mid 2000s. And at that time, uh, styling was prevalent, of course we know, but the term wasn't really popular, it wasn't really out there. And uh, we had to put together looks and things for our clients because um, it was a lifestyle brand and really mm -hmm. just showing working women how to um, blend their corporate roles or what you know whatever roles that they were in from like day mm -hmm. to night and it's something that I've always innately had like I could always put things together but I think just working in that space and in that moment um, and just doing it every day really mm -hmm. was like all right let's take a second look at this like you can yeah. you can do this without right. you know uh, the backing of a company so that's what really uh, catapulted me into styling. Was there anything else you ever wanted to do or were you always set on the fashion and beauty industries? I was always set on fashion and beauty. And I think, you know, when you're in school and like I said, back at that time, and it was, it's not like I'm like, oh, you know, I'm still young out here, but <laughs> it wasn't something that was put at the forefront. You know, people take, you know, okay, you go to school, then you go to college and you become a doctor or a lawyer or something in more of a blue collar profession. And, uh, but I always knew that there was more to that. Like, I yes, I could do those things. Like, I'm you know, good at English. I love to read, good at math and all of that. But, like, fashion was just, like, it's got to be something for me. And then cool. once, you know, going to school and, you know, meeting new people, traveling to different cities and just always being in tune with, uh, like, the fashion publications. Like, I have Harper's Bazaars and Vogue's from, like, 99, 2000. I literally just went through them. Like, I'm so embarrassed. My friends are like, Cam, what are you doing with all these magazines? Like, do we need to a intervention? That was vintage. Like, these are my Bibles. These are my references. Yes. yes. Um, but, you know, just really uh, after school and, like I said, working for Michael Kors and a few other brands, I just saw that there were viable careers within the industry. Um, so I always knew that it had to be somewhere. Like, I had to be in the mix. That's awesome. Um, what was your first job outside of working in Michael Kors as a stylist? Um, my first job, I, uh, well, within Michael Kors, you know, like I said, I met different people and we worked across different markets and, uh, a girlfriend of mine and I, we went to, uh, Goldie Beacom together. Shout out to Goldie, the lightning. That's my college <laughs> undergrad. Um, and we were both, she was from Philly and we were both like fashion girls through and through. And she had a connection that worked in the industry. And so we um, got into Fashion Week. Uh, I think that was spring 2010 season. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just got the fashion calendar and just started sending out requests for invites to the shows. And then also um, working backstage. So I worked uh, the shows backstage for BCBG, Max Asria, Hervé Leger, um, and just kind of went in with that. So those were the only brands uh, that I really worked the show, but I was able to attend other shows, Joy C.O.C., Peter Stone. So quite a few different uh, brands in the industry. So that was really like my one, the ticket into the door. That was one of the, the first first experiences. That was That's such a awesome. fun time. Oh my God, yeah. that was such a fun time. I still had the little lander and the badge, like, I'm not was actually yeah. going to ask you about Fashion Week later on, and we could still dive into it a little bit more so you can go into your experience some more. But I think that's awesome for that to be your first, you know, experience as a stylist. Like, like that was awesome. And, you know, and if I can say, like, I was like I said, I was working for Michael Kors, but, um, you know, sometimes brands and companies just kind of see you at that retail level. Like they know you can kill it. You're knocking numbers out, breaking barriers, you mm. know, handling your business. But it's like that bridge between reality, the, the sales floor and corporate and like the real thing. And mm. I was just so blessed and grateful that I was able to zoom past them because I'm like, you know, hey, I've I've done two seasons backstage with like Hervé Leger. Like mm -hmm. what's going on with backstage with our brand? You know, I'm working for this brand. Why mm -hmm. can I not, you know? So I just I thought about that and I was just like, I we took the initiative. To make a move. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. thank God for that connect. 
we took the yes. initiative and got in on our own merit. So, you know, mm-hmm. you don't always, always need the man to do it and help you out. <laughs> Period. <A word. laughs> yes, she's a working mm-hmm. woman. Yes, girl. <laughs> so who are your dream stylists, collaborations, or muses, if you have any? Oh, I would love to work with my big sis in my head, Tracy Ellis Ross. Mm. Um, I would love to shadow and partner with June Ambrose, like the OGs of the game. Um, And I love Zarina Akers. I love what she's doing. I love how she's turning around. Shout out to the DMV. You know, I'm from the Eastern Shore, Mm -hmm. but you know, Maryland, I don't care. We counting it all. (laughs) It all counts. counts. Yes. (laughs) So um, those three. Like hands down, every day, mm. anytime that I see something from them, I'm just inspired. Um, and especially with Tracy Ellis Ross because she's just herself. She's quirky. She's stylish. She's fashionable. She's super smart. Um, so I just love just you know people's character speaks to me more right. than anything. Yeah, I feel that Tracy. I don't know. She is definitely one of a kind. It's like she can wear anything. Anything. And it's crazy because sometimes, like, I'll be looking at girlfriends, and it's crazy because even that era, which yes. even you know, we just spoke about it. That yes. era was a little weird. Was a little yes, no like, questionable. Those, those, <laughs> those looks for her, they still yes. they still day. hold up. Like the and, hoops. I'm a hoop girl. Like as you can mm-hmm. see, like the hoops, her hair. I mean, and even just that, like her natural yes. texture back then. Mm-hmm. It's 20 years ago now because that was yep. 2000. So, you know, just everything. All, all the girls, but Joan Clayton, Tracy okay. Ellis Ross held oh, it down God. for me. Yes. <laughs> held it down. Yes. All right. So uh, I read that you're a former fashion director for an online lifestyle publication. Can you tell us about how you ended up there and what that experience was like? Yes. So that was also uh, a connection between mutual friends that I had met um, from college. And that was a great experience because that also showed me another facet of the industry, fashion journalism, um, which, you know, you know, because you read magazines and things like that. But really understanding what it takes behind the scenes to, uh, you know, research trends and really pull together something that's uh, easy to read and understand. And uh, that actually took me to places and, and, and connections that I never even imagined, even for that short time that I was in that role. Um, but it just opened my eyes even more to really appreciate the contributions that we make, um, because the focal point of the magazine was for like urban uh, people of color that are just trendsetters, tastemakers, and uh, really just honing in on what we bring to the culture, which is everything. I mean, let's be honest. Um, but just, you know, just unapologetically focusing on that and not worrying about the outside forces, what the industry says, like we are the ones that tell everyone what's hot. Um, And so that, that was just an awesome, awesome experience. So you've also worked during Mercedes Benz fashion week. What are some of the highlights from that time? Oh, the hustle and bustle. Um, I actually love the moving around, like getting the models dressed, um, uh, packaging their like their their bags um, with their, their personal essentials or whatever things that they need to have. Um, just being in the city, you know, New York, as y'all know, yeah. is just there's nothing, no place like New York. Um, and I just I just loved every minute of it. Even like the after parties, Tracy Reese's after party was off the chain, like seeing the celebrities and like a lot of the celebrities were. Um, I know <laughs> um, a lot of the celebrities were so down to earth, like. I remember uh, after one one show, I can't remember what show it was, but like we ran into Rod Stewart and Vanessa Williams and we like our phones were dying and we were like, yo, I got to plug up this iPhone. Girl, I had an iPhone 4. This how long ago this was. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to plug up this phone because I will take my charger anywhere unapologetically. Yeah, and so he was like, "Oh, it's a charger. It's an outlet in the um hallway going to the bathroom. Here, I'll show you." And I'm like, "Rod Stewart is showing us where to charge our mobile devices. Like this is so yes. unreal." Yes. Um, but just also like the mood boards and seeing um the inspiration for the collections. Like I love that, and really um being hands on with some of the designers. I didn't meet any of like the actual designers. I didn't meet um you know uh. Max Azria's team and all of that, but like some of the executives that are like hand in hand with him. So just seeing mm-hmm. the inspiration um, was was just awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna ask because I forget that people have after parties and stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, if you actually had time to like actually like go out and like see the city, or like was it just Fashion Week the whole time? No, no, we did. We were able to go out. We uh, we used to always go to the cafeteria and have dinner or whatever, depending upon you know what time we got done wrapping everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the after parties and just hooking up with other people in the city, other friends in the city. Um, it was such a good time. Such a good time. I miss that. Mm-hmm. I do. I miss that. I miss New York being like that. Yes, it's ruining. Yes, serious. Everything. It's not yeah, there. it's not. I know. I have one of my good girlfriends. She's in the city, and I haven't seen her. And oh my god, it's almost this summer will make three years. But we're planning to get mm. together. But it's just like, oh, just can't yes. even run around like we used to. You know? Yeah, it's definitely not the same. Yeah. All right. So, what are some of your challenges, or some of the challenges that you faced as a stylist? Um, just like pulling, um, especially from, uh, high-end department stores or people that don't really know who you are, Mm. um, getting your, and and then like, for me personally, like I'm not for, I'm for everybody, but I'm not for everybody. So, Mm. you know, a lot of times people have reached out and asked, oh, will you style me? And I just have to, like, everything has to be connected. It has to be aligned and I have to make sure what they're standing for aligns with what I'm standing for. And it's not out of, uh, you know, thinking that I'm better than anyone, but it just has to make sense for me. So sometimes yeah. those challenges come along with just being able to connect with the right clients. Right. Um, but overall, that's really been, those were like the main things that I had, you know, going on. Um, but now, you know, things have been a bit more virtual. And, and honestly, yeah, that is a challenge because it's like in person, um, you know, you can connect with people, you can really see how things fit. I mean, just the whole experience, because it's not just about the clothing for me. Like, it's really, you know, I've had some clients that were transitioning from one career sector to the next and just really not knowing what their style was or, you know, they've had had children and they're like, I don't even know who I am anymore. So just being able mm-hmm. to bring them back to themselves or a better version of themselves like that. I love that. And it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to do that virtually. Um, I have done some like maybe like two um, virtual style sessions and it's just like, Oh, it's not the same. I'm like, listen, I promise I wear a mask. Like, can we get together? <laughs> <laughs> you need to feel the energy. I need to feel the energy. Yeah. yeah. And you know, a lot of um, roles like companies that are hi- hiring for stylists want like these remote stylists. And I'm just like, as much as I want to do it, like I just, like, no, it's got to be a way. Like, we can work this out. So, that. yeah. Yeah, creativity, so, it's hard to do it virtually like that. I know. Yeah. yeah. So, you were, did you send, like, a lookbook over and then they tried it on on Zoom? Because I know Hanifa, she had the uh, virtual runway. It looked yes, so good. It was so like, dope. How? Like, how? <laughs> yeah. So, basically, like, I run through, uh, you know, different lifestyle questions. Because to me, like, the lifestyle questions are important. Like, I don't want to style someone in a full, full-length fur and they're like, ah, you know, I'm I, I'm here for the animals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I really dive into, like, what's your lifestyle? Like, what are the things that you stand for? And, uh, you know, I would st- put looks together and you know, send it over virtually and, and kind of get the A-OK and, you know, either I'll pull the pieces or tell them where to go to get the pieces. And, you know, we will work out um, the payment and all of that. But um, I just just being with the person um, or at least meeting them and feeling them initially. And then, you know, if we needed to go our separate ways, we can do that. But just mm-hmm. like I need I need that connection. So that has been a challenge. I'm glad you mentioned that because I wasn't I wasn't even thinking of it that way. <laughs> yeah, that that question just popped up in my head. Look at that. Also, <laughs> also uh, I have a uh, it's a it's called the Fabric Science Swatch Kit. I had to use that for my um, fashion design class in college, yes. and we had to run around and get fabrics and cut them and then put them in the book and then list all the qualities. So it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I did that. Um, I did a, a, a master's program at Philadelphia University uh, Fashion Apparel Studies. And like we had a, our textiles class and we had to do the same thing, get the swatches. But like we were in the lab. We had to see what was flammable, what was, you know, uh, could be damaged by water, like that whole thing. I'm like, OK, let me pull out my white coat. 
But that was not, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) that was not like none about, no, definitely not one of my favorite classes, but it's so like just things that we don't think about, you know, we think, oh, this looks good together. Let me put this on. But like, how do you really construct a garment? How do you know, you know, what, uh, what patterns can transfer easily onto a particular Mm -hmm. fabric? So um, when you said that, that, that took me back. I was like, oh God, I wanted to skip that class so bad. <laughs> oh, I hated that part, oh, but it was necessary. It helped me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And real quick, even before we get into the next question, what you said about just kind of having issues getting into certain, being able to just pull certain things. Like I have mm-hmm. a couple of friends who are trying their hand at styling and that was mm-hmm. their biggest thing. It's like, if nobody knows you or like, if yes. you don't have the, yeah, the following yeah. or whatever, people are kind of like, mm, I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that is one of the the hardest things that I've noticed as well. So that's, yeah. that's facts. And you know, um, and the thing about that, if I may say, you know, I rightfully so, like you have a right to, you know, disperse your things to whomever you want. But like at the same time, we we have to give each other a chance. And even in those moments where I was challenged with not being able like to pull from high end, like I did have quite a few girlfriends that were designers and I would pull their stuff um, and use them in, in shoots. And I've done that um, multiple times. So I'm grateful yes. for that. So I think, you know, um, really connecting with like-minded people uh, mm-hmm. spirited people like you can tell you can tell who's in it for selfish gain um who's just like trying to oh let me let me pull this piece because so-and-so is the hot designer right now which right. yes that makes sense but also like does it tie into what your client would want or the looks that you're trying to create so right. you know it's it's just one of those things where everything just really has to be aligned in my opinion right. it's like you're building a, a community so everybody can grow and climb together Yes. Yep. Um, speaking of that, so I was watching this video recently. It was like around the time of Soul Train Awards and they were doing like little individual uh, videos on different people who were on Soul Train throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And there was this one particular dancer named Tamichi Tony Briz. I think I'm saying his name right. But he designed most of the clothes for the dancers like during the 80s or whatever. And he not only like designed their clothes, but he styled each piece for that specific dancer. So they had their own individual style. And then he eventually went on to design the MC Hammer pants that we all wow. have today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I if, if I hadn't seen that video, I never would have known would never about, know. yeah. about him, no. And then I'm thinking about people like Misa Hilton and yes. um, Dapper Dan who, you know, Misa as a stylist, you know, kind of getting shut out after a while, even though she kind of created throughout the 90s and some of the 2000s, the culture that we saw fashion wise, especially with streetwear. And then with Dapper Dan doing everything that he did um, designing wise. And I'm just like, it it sucks that these people are, you know, just being shut out or not being recognized. So what are your thoughts on black fashion designers and stylists who struggle in that area and kind of having their ideas stolen? You know, it it drives me crazy. And I think that's all the more reason for us to build community, um, to be each other's backbones, be each other's resources. Because like I said, and like we all know, everything comes from us. They always steal Mm -hmm. from us. But I think, you know, we just have to be connected. We really have Mm -hmm. to, to stand in unison and not let these brands appropriate as much as we can. You know, we can't control everything. But um, right. it, it drives me crazy. And yes, like you said, with Dapper Dan, especially, you know, with his, his Gucci contributions, Misa mm-hmm. was is the blueprint for like Mary J. Like, yes. you know, Mary is my girl all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many other things that we've seen and that we we wear and we embrace and we embody. Um, mm-hmm. So I just hate when, when, you know, our people don't get their flowers like that. Yes. that really, it really hurts my heart. Or, you know, and sometimes delayed gratification is is good because, you know, you get if you get everything all at once, it might not be the right season for you to handle it. So I totally understand that. But like decade after decade after decade, like, come on, y'all, you know, it Mm -hmm. shouldn't have taken this long for Dapper Dan to, you know, have Atelier or Mm -hmm. his workings with Gucci. And it shouldn't have taken this long for Misa to get her flowers and countless Mm -hmm. others. So, yeah, yeah. Right. So, switching gears, <laughs> we are going to talk about your skincare brand. Yes. Um, how did it come about? And it's also called Body Honor Skincare for our viewers. Yes. 
So the inception of body honor is, is quite a few levels to it. Um, one thing about it, uh, my grandmother's name is Honor. So it's really special mm. to me. Uh, she's passed on, but I, I speak of her in a present tense because, you know, she lives on through me, my mom, my cousins, you know, um, she instilled so much in me as a youngster, uh, not youngster. <laughs> um, she instilled so much in me. And so she, she's just such a big part of, of like our family. Um, mm. But I've always been into more of the holistic approach of taking care of myself and, you know, eating well and all of that. And I lived in L.A. for uh, about two years. And, you know, you see things living on the East Coast, you know, you see things, you know, things. But in California, like and especially in L.A., like healthy living and wellness is like a lifestyle for them. Like so many mm. of the, my friends that I met, like whether they had issues that like made them go into more of a holistic and healthy lifestyle. Um, but it was just like, I didn't have to drive two hours or across town to get to a natural food store or, mm. you know, it was really embedded in the culture. Um, you know, of course the, the sunshine, the palm trees, all of that. So I was really like, wow, like I don't have to overextend myself just to get an avocado or like it's, right. it's, everything's always in season or, you know, yeah just people wanting to be clean and really be them their best selves. So um, just simple things that I would put together for myself, you know, natural remedies and stuff like that. And uh, maybe like 2018, I was telling one of my good girlfriends, my sister, Tamika, one of your mentors. And uh, she was like, Cam, you need to do something with this. And I'm like, huh, you know, I, you know, yeah, okay, maybe. But then I just kept seeing different things, like signs. I'm like, oh, Lord, it's just a sign, it's a sign, it's a sign. <laughs> I was listening to the Side Hustle Pro podcast, and she had a, a few different, like, nurse practitioners come on and just, you know, really just realizing that we have to be mindful of what we put into our bodies. And I think I, I launched in July of 2020, so we were in the thick of the pandemic, but just really realizing, like, there's so much going on, you know, you buy something to treat one thing and you end up getting a side effect. So it's just yes. like everything that we need literally comes from the earth. Like what, you know, what did our ancestors do? They didn't have antibiotics and all this stuff. So like, what did, what did they do? And, you know, also once again, you know, everybody, the, the society wants to capitalize on the things that are natural resources in our motherland. So it's yes. like, Oh, this is all the way. This is all the way. But like, no, this is what our people did yeah. um, and yeah. do. So uh, that's how it really just kind of came together over over time. And uh, I'm so excited. Like I, I switched lanes and, you know, I'm still kind of in that lifestyle, beauty, wellness. But, you know, everybody expects me to be fashion, 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 but you know, you mm -hmm. can pivot, you can switch lanes. Um, but I'm really excited about uh, the direction that Body Honor is going in. I have uh, taken pauses at times because I, I'm a person that likes to plan and have things in order. Um, mm -hmm. So there are certain things that I've been working on behind the scenes because one, people are trusting me with the things that I'm creating and I'm grateful to God. Like that's one of the, the biggest things about it. It's not even really so much about like, profit and money but like people were mm -hmm. telling me like yo i can i can use this turmeric face and body wash which is one of the products that we offer and it's literally changing my life like i have two relatives yeah. that have autoimmune diseases and they're both out of state and they're like this is the only thing that helps me when i have those flare-ups so just you wow. know things like that um like that's just amazing to me so it's really just mm -hmm. you know changing the way that we think the way that we uh we live because it's not just cosmetics is also, you know, um, honoring who we're spending our time with or how we spend time with ourselves and the things that we consume. So it's a, it's accumulation of a lot of things, not just like the aesthetics and the outward appearance. Yeah. That's awesome. And I also use that face wash. And yes. I tell you. Yes. Yes. I live by it's it. Quality. I live by it. Yes. Quality. Thank you, and girl. I need to get some more. Scars <laughs> on my face. I need them to go away. Yes. So I will yes. Be getting some more soon. Um, so, what has surprised you the most since launching Body Honor? Whew. Um, how much I can really do. 
you know, I think sometimes um, we limit ourselves in terms of, like, I, I felt not guilty, but I felt away because I'm like, dang, like, yes, I love fashion, but like, I love wellness and beauty too. So I kind of mm. felt like I was like warring between those things. And I'm like, Cam A, you can do all of them. But like, for me, I just want to be a master at all of them, you know? jack of all trades and master of none like that's not really my vibe so mm -hmm. i'm really like teaching myself beyond you know what i've learned and what i've read or what people have told me mm -hmm. um you know really getting into how the essential oils uh offset each other and the blending and the mixing so and i'm a student like i love to learn i love to read and all of that so like this is exciting for me to really to to pull it together and just know like yo you can you can really do this um the other thing um, I would say is um, just asking for help. Um, mm. You know, I'm I'm an independent person, so sometimes, I, a lot of times, people come to me for it and for advice or what have you, and I appreciate that. But I'm like, yo, I like I don't know everything. Um, right. But then it's just kind of, it's like it comes back to me and it's like, all right, well, you just, just look it up, just research. Yeah, you can research, but sometimes you really need to connect with people that have been there, have done that, um, have mastered that. Um, so asking for help was a little bit of a challenge for me, but I'm, I'm working on it. I've, I've been, Pat must, you know, I've, I've been, <laughs> been a little bit more vocal here yeah. lately. Yes. <laughs> Super relatable. Yeah. I feel so, that, yes. People are getting more into skincare these days, and there is tons of information available on the internet, specifically from people who are not immersed in the skincare industry. Because I see people say, "Oh, I just drink water, and I use <laughs> I use yes. suave moisturizer on my face, so I'm good." Oh, um, <laughs> what wow. are a few things? Yes. <laughs> what no. are a few things that you have read that were like really inaccurate in terms of advice? Oh gosh, um, there's so much. I've something that I read the other night. Um, oh, oh my gosh. Um, or like the most outrageous thing that you may have seen. Outrageous thing. I think I saw someone say once, like about alcohol, because you know, like like witch hazel and some other things are like, uh, or some toners are like alcohol based. And somebody was like, oh, okay, well you can use the straight alcohol as a toner, just put a little bit of water in there. And I'm like, you about to burn your whole face yes. off. Like, what do you mean? Um, so it's just, and that just kind of goes back to, it's just crazy because like you said, people, there's so many brands popping up and that's fine. But it's like, these are people like our skin, is the largest organ. So like you cannot spew out just anything just because you want people to follow you and you want to sell. Mm -hmm. Like people are relying on you to speak facts and no, everyone's skin isn't the same, but I mean, essentially there's some things like, come on, yo, like, you know, alcohol, like just straight alcohol on your face is not the way to go. So, you know, we do mm -hmm. have to be mindful um, because we do have a, a responsibility and accountability to our clients um to be honest and not just try to put stuff out there for a sale or just to make it seem like you know what you're talking about so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i saw one person suggest to just rub a lemon on your face <laughs> <for> <laughs> next spots. And I'm like, like a whole lemon like no i'm gonna put that in the water <laughs> i'm gonna yes. stick on that <laughs> but like you know just not just not breaking it down like you have to there's a difference between putting things in layman's terms and just like coming up with foolishness. Like, yes, lemon is vitamin C, is citrus. And yes, you know, vitamin C and citrus based products do help with uh, hyperpigmentation. But I mean, make it make sense, people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the research and really yeah. doing your, yeah, you got to know what's going on. Yes. All right. Um, this question long too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you kind of already touched on this a little bit, but um, basically it can be really difficult when you're pursuing work in different industries and the amount of dedication that it takes to do so. So what do you do when your roles are pitted against each other and what systems slash methods are used to stay organized? Um, I... I take a step back, to be honest. Like, sometimes when it gets overwhelming, I'm just like, I can't 
do all this right now. And I'm actually in the midst of that moment because I do have uh, some some fashion styling things lined up, but I just know that where I am right now with Body Honor and what I'm trying to do at this particular moment, like that's the fashion thing just kind of has to wait until I get the legs on Body Honor. Um, so I, I really do just be like, hold up, like, I can't do all this right now. Um, and then also, um, just in terms of like methods and, and things to keep me on track, I just, I, my to-do list is like husky. So I just really break it down. Um, I do certain things for, in, within one business or one sector, maybe one week I'm focusing on body honor. And I'll say, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm doing this, this, and this. Um, mm -hmm. And then I've really just outsourced. Like I, I have different, uh, like my accountant handles certain things. I have two other mentors that help me with certain things. Um, I don't know. Sometimes like the electronics of it all. I don't know if I, you know, I'm, I'm on the cusp. I'm, I'm still, I'm a young OG, but still some things I just don't want to do electronically, like all these apps and stuff like that. I just kind of mm -hmm. like, I use, I love Excel and I know mm -hmm. like Excel is not like, Oh God! But like it helps me. I hate Excel. like I hated Excel for when I was using it, um, like as a store manager and all that type mm -hmm. of stuff. But it really helps me in certain aspects of like body honor. So um, yeah, like I was like, okay, Excel, all right, we all right now. Because like ten years ago, we wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't here for it. I'm like, no, right. somebody else do this. I'll do something else. <laughs> yeah, it um, caught up with you. Yes, it did. Mm -hmm. It did. So, yeah, I just, I really just try to delegate and just tell myself, you know, you, this is what you're going to do this week. You're going to focus on that. Because in the past, and still sometimes I catch myself doing this, not something that I've completely overcome, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm frazzled because I'm trying to do all these different things. And it's like, hey, Meg. This is what you set on your list for the day. Stop trying to be an overachiever. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, I did all my stuff today. Like this is Wednesday. I've done all my assignments on my to-do list. Well, let me go ahead and knock out this one thing for Friday. Like, no, sometimes you really just have to let it be and just, and just be. And, and I, I struggle with that. Cause I'm like, I just always want to have something done and ahead of the game, but yes. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> I'm the same exact way. Like, even knowing that you got to break down the task and I will still try to get like 10 things done in a day. And it's like, okay, hold on. Yes. Like, and then it's like, on. I always feel depleted, but it's like, instead just do a, you know, a couple things here and there and move on, spread it out. And then you'll, you know, you'll be yes. rested. Yes. Things, but I don't know what that comes from. I don't I wish know what I that knew. comes from. Yeah. We kind of yeah. had to figure that out and compare. Yeah, it's notes. something to unpack. It's something yeah. to unpack. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's become yeah. a problem. I was actually looking in my uh, my old journal the other day, and I had like 15 things on my to-do list, and I completed them all one day, and I was just like, how did I do that? Because I would wake <laughs> up around like 7, mm -hmm. and then I would be working until maybe like 4, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. I would do more things after that, and I'm like, where did I get all this energy from? Energy from. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, so how old was that journal? Uh, It's from... 2020. Oh, okay, okay. So just so it was, it was during quarantine. So like right. we had time. We had time. Yeah, that was a different time, girl. Yeah, girl, man. Was a different time. Oh, I felt like I had time for everything. Everything. It was like I was so happy because it was just like a freedom. I don't know. Yes, like a whole like a, a, a uh, six seven month well a year worth of uh, snow days. Okay. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. It was. It really yes. was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that on that quarantine energy was so different. Oh my god, it was. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm gonna change this. I'm not, I'm, yeah. sad. I'm not doing this anymore. It's self care okay. and all that. And then I'm out here, you know, we outside a little bit, and I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm getting right back where myself we again. Like, girl, yeah. come on, stick <laughs> to I'm the like, script. I'm like, how mm. can I tap into that? And I'm like, yeah. I can't because yeah. we're not, it's not we're not quarantine no more. No, so, mm -hmm. yeah, yes. Mm. So what is your holy grail product that you use and what is your current skincare routine? My holy grail product that I use, I'm plugging my own stuff. I love uh, the turmeric face and body wash. Um, mm. I'm, like I said, the, the three items that I offer currently are things that I was like kind of already doing anyway. Um, I just upped the ante because, you know, I, I can't just 
put anything together. Um, but I love, I love it because turmeric is so good for you. Just overall, um, you know, ingesting it topically, it's, it's just awesome to have in your repertoire. Um, but my skincare routine is, is pretty simple. Um, cleanse, tone, uh, serum, moisturize. Like I don't overcomplicate it. Um, I do get facials, although it's been a minute, it's time. Um, but I definitely incorporate the facials in there and just definitely having an esthetician that knows your skin um, and not trying to, you know, oh, let me just give you this so you can look like Kelly Rowland or, you know, like, yes, I'm, you know, that's my desist, but, you know, really uh, skincare that is tailored to each person individually. Um, yeah. So I really keep it really simple. Um, I definitely uh, whitewash cloths, you know, no red or colored washcloths, especially like on your face, um, because the dyes and all of that are transferable into your your pores and your skin. Um, But yeah, I just keep it really simple. I do have, I just got a facial steamer for Christmas. um, So that way I can kind of keep up with that. Um, I haven't mm-hmm. used it yet, but I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta jump into this so I can keep it, it up helps. until I get to holler at my girl. You like it? You have one? Yeah, I didn't yeah. have a facial steamer, but I started using a humidifier. The humidifier. Night, and when I would, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like it was so much hydration, especially during the summertime where you already have a little bit of humidity. But yes. like at night, when I have such a dry, like my apartment has such dry air, and mm-hmm. when you have that humidifier running, it's like I would just wake up like, okay, yes, come on, girl, right, do it, yes. Else. So yeah, yes. it's a really, really good investment. Yes, yes. So, all right. So, um, what do you feel like makes a good uh, or a great skincare brand? Um, the ingredients for sure. Mm. Um, and like I said, with me, it's all natural. Like I don't have any additives, any preservatives. Every, like everything that's listed on the product label is that. And to me, I, it's like five ingredients or less is like my mantra. Um, Because, you know, we overcomplicating things. And like I said, you know, you get one product to help with one thing and then you end up with a side effect or something from, you know, from something that's inside of the formula. Um, But, uh, yeah, though, just keeping it simple. Um, Raw materials, good quality ingredients. Um, I think also just connecting and understanding that everyone's, skin is not the same. Um, you know, we can't just, some things are, you know, universal and can kind of cross the board, but, uh, everybody has different needs. Everyone has different targets. So just being able to connect with your clients and potential clients, uh, understanding what it is that they want and need. And then, um, connection, interaction. Um, I think with body honor, uh, you know, if you visit our social media, like, we're not just constantly shoving product down your throat. Like we're trying to feed in things for the mind, for the soul, for the spirit, like things to get you thinking. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, especially in terms of your, your social media and your marketing, just making people understand like, yo, I don't want you to just buy this for me. Like I just want wellness to be a lifestyle for you. However, that translates to you. Um, So there's so many like that I'm inspired by, like even Alicia Keys brand, which is fairly new soul care. Like I love how, cause that's her. Like we know that mm-hmm. that's, that embodies who she is. Like this is not a yeah. front, not a facade. Um, you know, she's not just selling, you know, most people will just buy it just off the strength of it being her, but right. it's really good product. And, and even like Fenty, like we love Re. It's she's in that, like it's, mm-hmm. it's the brand exudes her. And even if it's not, you know, your style to be one way and all of that. Like she has something for everyone, but still, you know, making you feel like it's exclusive. So I think those and any brand to be honest, um, but especially with skincare, like those are the top, top priorities that I think make a good brand. What is in, what is in store for the future of body honor and how do you want to expand? Oh, and, uh, additional products. Um, I have been working with uh, a scientist to help me with formulation. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely more products. It's it's taken me a while because I really just want things to be perfect and not in a sense of like, oh, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect for like vanity reasons. But just because, like I said, it's people are living by this. People are wanting real results. So I just want mm-hmm. things to make sense. So uh, more products. 
probably within before the end of the quarter or the beginning of the next quarter. Um, but just uh, really creating a community. Like I really want to have, uh, like I said, it's a lifestyle brand. So just having maybe a podcast or something like that with different experts from different yes. sectors of uh, the industry. Like I said, wellness. You know, um, I have quite a few friends or that are um, in like mental health. Um, so really just just speaking about that and really like how taking care of ourselves is really um, it's essential. It's not just like I said, it's not just an aesthetically outside thing, you know, from the inside out, um, you know, having literature and, and uh, resource materials for people to to use. So I have big plans, big plans for this brand. I'm so excited. And even just like also um, if I can touch on it a little bit, another level of what made me start body honor is just like connecting with God and mm -hmm. honoring God in the way that we live, the way that we speak, the way that we treat people. And, you know, we're always striving to be better. And for me, like, I just had a moment where I'm like, yo, like, I just got to get myself together. You know, you can always reflect and be like, yo, you tripping on certain things that you've done or certain ways that you've mm -hmm. thought. Um, so just really just, just honoring God and just having a really, clean lifestyle that people can be inspired by and be like, yo, I can still be fly, funny, have my own personality, but like be wholesome, you know, be a good person. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So lastly, uh, do you have any beauty advice that you'd like to share with our viewers? Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, yes, <laughs> you need to get some body on a skincare. That's one thing. <laughs> but, um, Quality rest, rest. We need to rest. Mm. And, you know, um, like Brea said, like with the person that said about just rubbing a lemon on your face, um, just things just being simple, you know, like that was, that's crazy. But, you know, people would go for that because that's, that's simple. But like mm -hmm. rest is really essential. Um, and I say this all the time and sometimes I go against the grain with it because I'm busy working on stuff. But like when I know I need to rest, like it just and you're well rested, like the next day or the next few days after you can see it on someone like, wow, you know, she's glowing. Um, but you know, just being able to keep that up continually, um, that's a major part in, in keeping yourself together. Um, definitely the water intake, definitely the water intake. However, you need to calculate, calculate that for your body. There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, I got my, I got a big gallon. So I, you know, with the hours and that has helped me tremendously. Oh my God. Because uh, I'm a water drinker, but like I don't always drink when I'm, I only drink like when I'm thirsty. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you're not going to get your intake in if you don't keep up throughout the day. Um, yeah. So definitely, definitely drinking your water, staying hydrated, um, especially, you know, during the fall and winter seasons. Um, that's just so important because it's just our water, our bodies are comprised of water. Like it just everything. You, you need water. Um, and what else? Just keeping it simple. Keep your routine simple. Um, don't overcomplicate. Don't add a whole lot of different products. Um, because like I said, things just kind of work either together and then form something else or just don't work at all. So really mm -hmm. just keeping it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Let let your skin take its course. And then also like just kind of knowing your body. Like if you have a face map, it'll kind of tell you. So like I know when I'm wilding, like I get or when I haven't been in, in bed a certain hour or at a certain hour or had a certain amount of hours of sleep, uh, I get breakouts on my cheeks. And I kept noticing mm. that um, it's like a couple months in a row and I just be small, maybe one or two. And I'm like, what is going on? And so it's like your rest is really important because like if you're only getting a couple hours here and there, or you're going to bed, you know, 10 o'clock and then you're up at 3 AM, like that's insufficient. Mm -hmm. So um, just knowing what's going on within your body and what you're putting in really it will show on the outside um like you know chin acne is sometimes indicative of like dental things uh forehead acne or forehead breakouts or like stress um you know sugar so just kind of just paying oh, attention to that. yeah oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> just paying attention to uh what you're putting in as well because it will show on the outside so mm -hmm. yeah 
Awesome. Yeah, when my when my forehead breaks out, that's how I know I'm not on top of anything because mm -hmm. like, my forehead never breaks out. Usually, it's just like my jaw and like my mm -hmm. chin. If I'm stressed mm -hmm. or if I'm not changing my pillowcases. Yes, yes. So, and washing our bonnets and do rags. That's I also yes. like you know I know when like my hair is dirty or you know. Mm -hmm. I, well, I mean, I wash my stuff every week, but you know sometimes it's just a week might go by and I'm like oh, I forgot to wash that and I put it mm -hmm. on and I'm like all right, here's a bump. And I know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. attention. We got to pay it. We got to slow down and pay yeah. attention, y'all. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. it. And when you get your hair done, your skin just magically clears up. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It does. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. It's so a lot of stress because is... you feel good. Yes. That yeah. part. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is a wrap for today. Thank you, Kame, for joining us. And Thank please you let so us much. You're welcome. So please let us know where the people can follow you. Yes, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at Kame Gray, C-A-M-M-A-Y-G-R-A-Y. Um, you can also follow Body Honor Skincare, which is Body Honor Skincare on Instagram. And then on Twitter, um, where I'm on there as well, uh, Body Honor Skin and Kame Gray. And then also my styling page that so showcases some of my styling work, uh, Cam Gray Style on Instagram and Twitter as well. Awesome. Okay, so uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be back soon. And please, until then, just subscribe to our YouTube channel at Yes Black Girl and follow us on Instagram at Yes Black Girl. And make sure to follow Ray and I also on Instagram at Unique Genre and at the only Raya on IG. So uh, until next time, that's it. That's a wrap. Bye. Thank you, ladies. You're Thank welcome. you. <laughs>